You're listening to The Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and business mindset coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello and welcome back to episode 66. I had a slight unscheduled uh, break over the last couple of weeks but I'm back now with this solo episode and today I wanted to talk about dealing with negative self-talk or that inner critic. So I wanted to start by asking you what is the first thought that springs to mind when you think about negative self-talk? Is it the way you might criticise yourself when you do something wrong or the way your mind goes straight to all the times you couldn't do something when you're thinking about new ideas. The stories that play on repeat in our mind have a huge impact on our negative self-talk. In a nutshell, negative self-talk is our inner dialogue that we have with ourselves. It often shows up trying to convince us that we're not good enough, we don't know what we're doing, all of the negative kind of thoughts that come to mind when perhaps we are venturing into something new when we are stepping outside of our comfort zone. We spend a lot of time narrating in our own head about the events that took place and what they mean to us. Sometimes we replay stories told to us by others. They're maybe judgmental comments, hurtful conversations that we remember over and over again. And that plays kind of a, you know, in a loop By holding onto these negative thoughts, we are reinforcing those beliefs because when you are thinking about them, you are creating that loop where you are reinforcing those beliefs. This is why recognizing that negative self-talk and that inner critic and understanding where it comes from, but also how we can deal with it can be hugely beneficial to help us in building self-belief and cultivating an abundant mindset. I don't think we give enough credit to how much our thoughts determine how we actually feel. And so it's a good idea to try and work towards creating a really kind of supportive environment for ourselves. And I talk about that a lot when it comes to mindset work, but actually we are in charge. And of course, it's not always as simple as this. There may be various reasons why this inner critic is showing up for you. But if we can, why not try working towards creating a supportive space for ourselves? And there are many ways in which negative self-talk might show up for us. We might miss our bus and think, this always happens to me. We can sometimes generalize, even though if we were to pause and actually look at the evidence, we might find that actually we only missed the bus once or maybe a couple of times over the past few months, which isn't actually as bad as you might make it out to be. But with that, pausing to actually reflect, we're not able to make that judgment. We're not able to pick up on, you know, what is actually happening and what is real. We might try something new for the very first time. I recently got a piano because I've always wanted to learn to play but I'm a beginner and so I don't know how to play just yet. And some time ago, my internal dialogue would have been very critical. 
I would have wanted to give up right at the beginning and I could find lots of excuses why I couldn't ever learn to play. I'd let my mind talk me out of it before I even gave it a proper go. That's a negative self-talk in action. Often it doesn't just affect how we think, but it has a huge impact on how we actually behave. From not taking something up in the first place to creating plans for a new project, only to find ourselves holding back when the time comes to actually take action. It's completely natural for those thoughts to come up and it happens to all of us, but it's about spotting them kind of early doors and not allowing them to dictate how you live your life. So minimizing our efforts and achievements. I used to do this a lot. Whenever something good happened, whenever perhaps I got a good grade at school or I had a work achievement, I'd often put it down to things like luck or say that maybe that client wanted to work with me only because I was cheaper than somebody else. And I'm sure that many of you will relate to this. We often do this and that's kind of that classic imposter syndrome at play. We can always find excuses and reasons if we look hard enough. It's taken me a long time to learn to recognize these thoughts as just that, thoughts. They're not a true representation of me or of what's happening. They're simply thoughts and stories that come up for me. So this morning, well, I say this morning, actually, so I missed recording the episode, this specific episode for the past two weeks. I had a busy launch in the last few weeks. I then obviously welcomed everyone into the group and it takes energy and it takes time. And I could have been, you know, beating myself up about it, about the fact that I missed recording the, the podcast. But actually, I, you know, it's it's about recognizing what's true, what is a priority, and not allowing that inner critic, which could have been telling me that I'm, you know, a failure because I'm not consistently putting this out. And I could have that could have really affected me. But actually I've allowed myself and I've, you know, this I've been doing this work over a number of years, but I've allowed myself that freedom to be flexible in my business and that has always been something that I've been striving towards and so I am choosing, I am working on not allowing that inner critic to take over. That negative self-talk, our self-limiting beliefs, self-doubt, they're all here to keep us safe, to protect us from the unknown. You might notice that our negative inner dialogue pops up whenever we're trying to do something new, when we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. You might also notice that your negative self-talk is more prominent in the lead up to your period, maybe. And that would be due to hormonal changes. But recognizing when this happens each month means that we can really pay attention to it and recognize it for what it is, a drop in hormones rather than an accurate representation of what is actually true and what is actually happening. So recognizing when negative self-talk is just that, a negative inner dialogue that is trying to keep us safe, but actually has no real place or value to add. That's the first step to managing it, to really become aware of what's happening. Knowing when it might come up for you, there might be particular times during the month or particular you know, events that trigger these thoughts, look out for them so that you can stop them in their tracks. 
acknowledging that they are what they are, but not allowing them to be in the driving seat of your life or your business. One of the classic examples of that in their critic is actually comparison. Because when we are triggered, when something triggers that comparison, we can spiral into that negative self-talk and we, you know, we compare, we allow ourselves to believe that we're not good enough and that's just simply not true. So one of the ways in which you can deal with negative self-talk is by meeting it with love and compassion. And I know it might sound a little, you know, fluffy, (laughs) but when we try to talk to ourselves as we would to a friend, when we become the kind friend we need, we can begin to cultivate a really supportive environment for ourselves. And yes, talking through this with close friends is really helpful too, but we can't always rely on having someone else there to encourage us and to remind us that the thoughts that are coming up are not actually true. We have to find a way to do that for ourselves too. So next time when a negative thought pops into your head, how can you change it into a more compassionate and kind dialogue? When I first started running a few years ago, I really struggled. But as I'd encouraged some friends to sign up to a race with me, I wanted to make sure that I'd carry on with the training, regardless of how hard or how useless it felt at the time. So I started giving myself little pep talks when I was running. I haven't actually shared this with anyone else and I appreciate that it might sound a little out there. You know, I would start to say, obviously in my head, (laughs) things like, you're doing great and that, you know, last week you couldn't even run up this hill and now you have. I started to recognise my small achievements and it really helped me to build my self-confidence. I was my own coach, so to speak, and it meant that I carried on running. And in fact, I still run to this day, even though many years ago, I believed that I couldn't run. By talking to ourselves in a nice and compassionate way, we are building our self-belief. We are telling that negative self-talk that we're no longer interested in what it has to say. We are cultivating an internal cheerleader that's going to be with you wherever you go. One of the things that sometimes the kind of negative self-talk and inner critic can show us, particularly when it's around comparison, is actually that it, it might show us what we actually want to have. So if you are comparing yourself to someone who has X, Y, and Z, there might be something behind that. So it might be worth exploring why are these feelings coming up for you and what are they trying to tell you or show you because sometimes it might just be that actually you know you actually really want to build something similar to what that person has it's not about then copying but it's about you know following that curiosity to uncover more about yourself another way to deal with this inner critic is to assume the best and what I mean by that is when we are perhaps going into an unknown situation, we are trying things for the first time, we might be met with this kind of barrier with these all these thoughts of why it won't work or why we can't do something but actually what would happen if you were to assume that it will work, that it will go well? 
what would happen if you assumed that, and often, you know, one of the big things that comes up for women is this fear of judgment. What if you were to assume that the other people who you are worried about, you know, what they might be thinking, actually really love your ideas, really love your work, really love what you're doing. So what would it feel like to assume the best? As you might already know, I'm a huge, huge fan of journaling. And actually that's really one of the brilliant ways of dealing with this inner critic because we can write it out on paper, we can face our fears as we journal, we can really look at the evidence in terms of what is true. Is what I'm thinking actually founded on some evidence? Do I, you know, do I have a reason to believe that, you know, perhaps I'm not good enough? Or is it just my, you know, inner critic keeping me safe, trying to keep me out of trouble, trying to keep me out of those unknown situations, which our mind is, you know, built to actually protect us from. And when it comes to journaling, you might want to use some prompts potentially. One of the things that I find useful is really thinking about what is this inner critic trying to keep us safe from? What is the real fear here? Because I think a lot of the time we might have those negative, you know, thoughts, but actually when you dig a little bit deeper, there might be something else there. So have a go at gently discovering what might be coming up for you. I hope this episode has been helpful. It's a nice short and sweet one, but I hope that it's given you a little bit of encouragement and a few ideas of how you can stop the inner critic, how you can stop that negative self-talk, or certainly how you can begin to acknowledge it and spot it before it escalates. Next week, I'll be back with an interview episode and I hope to see you then. 